politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to guard our liberties at a minute's notice to the one and only CR podcast. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back in the house for Friday, and it is March 12th. Feels like Friday the 13th every day, but it's Friday the 12th. And folks, we are not just entertainment. We're not just information. We are a movement. We are here to inform, empower, activate, galvanize all of you together. Um, There is so much that can be done. There is so much at stake, so much that can be done. And we're going to talk about that today. Understanding why we can no longer preserve this union. It has already been disintegrated. The question is, is the left going to control all 50 states or are we going to grab as many states and counties as we can? That is the question. Are we going to galvanize as many people who naturally agree with us and then activate everyone to get the body politic around those values in the areas we can or not? Or is the other side going to win by acclamation, by voice vote, because they're the only ones on the playing field? That's, that is the question of our time. The problem we have, as I've noted with the current conservative movement, and <clears throat> certainly Republican Party, is that they, they fail to ever drive home a point to accentuate the radicalism and the destructive nature of the policies of the other side on open borders and illegal immigration, on crime, on COVID fascism, on all the issues we care about. And they don't press their advantage, at least in the areas where we should naturally have them. In fact, most of these Republicans are on the other side. So hence, we have a civil war without a civil war. Had the, had the Republican Party and the conservative movement reflected the values of the non-brainwashed people in this country, we would have had this self-sorting a long time ago. The only reason we don't is because there's one party. This is where it's at. And I'm going to try to build this up and tie in all the end-of-week news stories all in one today. First, just some news from today's special sponsor, Raycon. Folks, we all spend too much time on, on our devices at a screen. I personally get headaches from it. God knows where I'm going to be when I get older from all this just constant reading and writing. Um... One of the best things to do is to turn off the screen, listen to audiobooks, listen to this podcast, listen to music. Raycon wireless earbuds has you covered. One of the big problems I always have with, I hate earbuds because they just don't feel natural. And some people even criticize me on Steve Dace's show. I'm always adjusting my earpiece because it never fits properly. But Raycon's wireless earbuds really fit well. You know, if you're uh, going on a treadmill and you want to listen to music or something like that, a lot of people are exercising, jogging, whatever. Um, They don't dangle and they don't pop out of your ear. They really have a very comfortable fit. Um, They're sweat resistant as well. Um, Don't mean to get too disgusting there, but you know what I mean when you're exercising. They really have a long battery life. And the other thing is that I find really they seem to be the cheapest out there in terms of the premium premium audio brand names, often half the price 
So Raycon's now offering 15% off their baseline price on all their products. For my listeners, on here's what you got to do to get it. Go to buyraycon.com slash conservative. That's it. You'll get 15% off your entire order. Um, feel free to grab a pair and a spare. 15% off at buy, B-U-I, Raycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash conservative, buyraycon.com slash conservative. Now, folks, a lot of people are following what we're seeing with Tucker Carlson and his fight with the military. That you have the entire military, Army, Navy, DOD, on all their social media, all their spokesmen, punching back, not at China, but at a talk show host, because he dared to say, talk about the radical insanity the decivilization nature, the violation of natural law of having pregnant women all over the place in, in, in combat zones and everything. And this is the problem. We, we barely have anyone talking about this. It's considered a radical view. And you know me, forget about pregnant women, to me the notion of having women in combat, a country that sends its women out to fight for itself is a country not worth fighting for. I believe that since I was a kid. I remember when we actually had a movement fighting in the 90s and then we just gave up on it like everything else. And that's what the left does. The left wears us down because you know what the left does? They do. They don't talk. They don't debate. They do. When you do something, it proves the veracity of your position. Now, intellectually and morally it doesn't but in the eyes of people it kind of does because everyone's like oh my gosh you can't do that imagine if you did that imagine the crazy things that would happen and the left's like hold my beer we're just gonna do it see that's what they do with covid fascism if i told you a year and a half ago here's what we're gonna do we are going to make all children wear a mask for 10 hours a day and that's it that's how they're gonna learn You'd be like, what are you talking about? You know how much craziness is going to come out of that? Just two weeks before it became universal, all over the internet, there were parodies of what it would look like. But you know what? They did it. The beautiful thing about what the left does, they just do. And then it becomes normal. See? See? Nothing happened. And you know, God makes the world in a way that you're not struck by lightning the second something happens. There are long-term effects they're often subtle, but devastating. But you know what? People have a, a way of acclimating to things. God, It's amazing the way we can acclimate to a circumstance. And the left knows this. And that's why they'll just say, they don't debate. If you debate something novel, people won't want to do it. They'll be scared of it. But the more you just do it, you'll say, see, it's normal. That's what they did with women in combat. They just did it. They'll say, see, see, not, not a problem. Not a problem. And anyone with a brain knows, like, dude, fundamentally, it's insane. We have a country of 330 million people. We should have enough men. Okay? Fundamentally, it makes no sense when you have all those men to have women do combat jobs. It makes no sense from a moral standpoint, a natural law standpoint, logistical standpoint, a social cohesion standpoint. But again, I mean... In a country of hundreds of millions of millions of men, you have millions of women. So you can always get these, hey, oh my, you know, I'm going to work out my whole life. I got, you know, 
one of the Qaddafi's female Amazons. So I'll get a couple of those in there and still often, you know, loosen the standards and everything. They'll say, see, see, no problem, no problem. That's what they do. You see, no problem with women in combat, just like there's no problem with people wearing masks. They're wearing it all the time now, even children as young as three. That's the game they play. And then our side gives up. But when you have, literally, the generals are like a bunch of fags. That I'm sorry. I mean, that, I have no other way of expressing it. Like, oh, we love our female warriors. Like all these men generals. I mean, I did a show on this a few years ago with a retired captain. He, when he told us, you can't get above the position of major these days, the rank of major, without being more political than a politician. They are the biggest leftists. The military... You know, a couple months, a couple weeks ago, I, I laid out to you guys and I said, look, if the military is only for disarming them on the base, making them wear masks all the time, using them for Biden's junta in Washington, using them for, for humanitarian stuff, using them to rebuild the Middle East, but not using them to deter China and at our border, why would you serve in the military? It's a transgender hellhole. It's a homosexual hellhole. You can't be a Christian. You can't be religious. You can't um, be conservative. Why even sign up? Let the woke left sign up. Why should we empower a system? Let it fall. If you notice the few things for which we have a federal government for... They're violating. They're not securing the border. They're invading the border. They're turning the military into the, what's antithetical to what it, what it was founded to do. So we need to just evacuate from it. And I think what, what's occurring now demonstrates that more than ever. We got to defend ourselves. Don't apply to their freak show. I would, I would tell everyone not to have their sons recruit, be recruited. Not to go through ROTC. I know it hurts. People that have a military tradition, it's tons of people in this audience. But what are you supposed to do? You're never going to rise to those ranks and flush it out. They're even worse than we thought. They're more transgender than Hollywood is. They're nuts. It's insane. We used to joke about pregnant female Navy SEALs. It's real. These people are, are mentally ill while they're wearing their masks and training in the heat in the military for missions that don't defend America. Now, folks, if you want real training to defend your neighborhood, at least, in your own life, how to properly use a handgun, how to properly understand the Constitution, well, I got a really exciting announcement from our sponsor, constitutioncoach.com. Our buddies at Patriot Academy with Rick Green, they added another constitutional defense course trip to Front Sight, Nevada. So I mentioned to you they're having the May 30th trip. Now they added an April 25th trip. It's even sooner. So there's not a lot of time to plan. I, I'll i be honest with you. This took me by surprise, a pleasant surprise. I do like the Cooler weather, better. I'd rather go in April than May. But they have their trip out to Front Sight, Nevada. Go to constitutioncoach.com. You can see all the details. A $1,000 course for $100. It will be the best training you'll ever have for firearms. It will be the best 
group of patriots you could organize with and we could try to get team leaders for each state. Um, learn about the Constitution. Terrific training from from Rick Green there, America's Constitution coach. And it's it's a lot of fun. It really, I had a blast. So I don't know yet. I might try to go to both of them. But I'll let you know the April 25th or the May 30th course. Again, there's two-day and four-day trainings. Um, the four-day is a lot better, you know, because right when it starts clicking is around the second day, and then you really reinforce it and do um, – you, you actually take a really hard test at the end to qualify, and it's very exciting. So a lot, a lot of people can't take off that long, so you go for the two-day. Um, look, I understand a lot of people – the mask thing on flying on planes, they don't want to deal with it. I'm not going to make you break your vow not to fly if, if you have such a vow. Uh, certainly, if you're within 10 hours drive of it, it's it's worth it if you're out west there. So again, constitutioncoach.com, the best physical and intellectual ammo you will get, the best camaraderie, the best conservative organizing trip you'll ever have. Terrific vacation as well. But again, back to the military. Folks, what this demonstrates is our country is lost. There's nothing to save. It's gone. Even the things that were sacred are gone. It's rotten out. You have to build your a new thing, and you got to start in the reddest areas and move in. But that is going to require us to actually make these red states red again. And unfortunately... We can't get anything anywhere. I wish I would have thought of this idea a year ago. But again, a lot of people, I mean, part of the problem was, in my defense, the reason why it took me this long is because, it's not because I didn't think of it, it's because everyone was so focused on getting Trump reelected, and they didn't realize that no matter what, you always need this in place. We have, we now reached a thousand names at conaction.network. I know a lot of you are like, Daniel, where are you? I signed up. Where's my team? Where's my action? Look, you got to cut me some slack. I'm one guy. Here, here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. The hardest thing is getting a team leader or maybe a few people who will work together that if I would give you the 20, 30, 40, some states, 50 to 100 names, you would start calling a meeting, organizing them, um, and assessing the goals of what you want to do in each state. All I could do is be the matchmaker, give you the names, put you guys together on an email chain, and give you the guidance of what I feel, my all my ideas that I come up with every week, of what I think we could push in all states, couple of them unique to certain states. And then, you know, you got to divide up your time, treasure, and talent. So what a strike force team would look like is you'll have some people meeting with the legislators, some people meeting with the county officials, the sheriffs, the school boards, depending on the issue. Some people doing research. Those are going to be your people that are good at research, but also that might not want to be public based on the job they're doing. So you know, this is what you want to keep private in your, in your respective teams. You might want to do the research, all the data whether it's illegal immigration, whether it's COVID, whatever it is in your state. And then you'll have the people that disseminate it and do social media, media, name names, celebrate the heroes in your state, um, you know, shame the zeros. These are all the different things that can be done. 
lots and lots of good ideas. Um, I'm just going to read to you what my friend Shannon Joy, who is our in-house local organizing advisor, and you know she she wrote up a document for me. We're going to eventually publish on the ConAction website when we get it uh, set up. And you know it, it goes through. It's kind of like a primer on how to act um, organize at a local level. And here's just just some. I'm just going to read to you. Just some bullet points. Right now, the enemies of liberty have all the cards, and they are throwing everything but the kitchen sink at the remnant of Americans who seek to protect our founding principles and individual sovereignty. From lawsuits to regulation to propaganda to stolen elections, they're operating from every angle, and we need to do the same. Conservatives spend far too much time shooting down other conservatives' ideas and action plans. I reject that completely. I favor an all-of-the-above approach to resisting tyranny and favor using a ton of different angles. Some will work, some won't, but there's never harm in building the infrastructure to try new things. Here is just a small list of ideas for, for bottom-up local resistance from the smallest super-individual level to larger organizational level. It is not exhaustive, and new ideas are always welcome. One, educate yourself on your rights, read the Bible, the Constitution, the Declaration, and other works that have passed the test of time. Two, educate your children. Homeschooling is optimal. Three, begin to speak up at workplace, church, civic organizations to challenge change agents. Four, practice saying no, whether sharing personal information, medical testing, vaccination, social distancing, or masking. Five, start a social media issue page focusing on local interests. Six, start an independent media program or TV, radio, printer, or internet. Um, muckrakers and independent local journalists will be incredibly important. Seven, start a local taxpayer union or parents' union to exert pressure on school boards. Eight, organize and plan rallies, rides, 4Ks, walks, concerts, or events to highlight an issue. Nine, run for local office. Ten, join local political committees. Eleven, support like-minded individuals when they run for local office. Twelve, engage in letter writing, phone call, email, and social media campaigns to influence politicians. Thirteen, organize informational forums at churches to educate people on liberty issues. 14. Pull resources to hire lawyers and sue school districts, employers, and government entities for violations of basic natural rights. 15. Set up parody accounts to mock local politicians who continue to do the less bidding. 16. Set up watchdog and transparency coalitions to scrutinize use of tax dollars. 17. Set up watchdog and transparency coalitions to scrutinize local elections. Meaning, this is very daunting for one isolated person. But if you have a group of a few dozen people, and that's what I'm trying to do for you, that's all I could do. Because I have an audience, I could organize them through this website by state and then get you guys together and boom, you take it from there. I'll have a lot of broad ideas, both issue ideas, action ideas, and some strategies, the latter of which I'm the least proficient in, you know, and that, that I'm going to need all you guys to help with. And divide it up. Some issues everyone's going to work on. Some will be subcommittees. You, you know, you're good at research. You're good at writing. You're good at speaking. You're good at organizing. Um, and you know, you're able to be public. You need to be private. This is what I need a team leader, and the team leader will obviously need a few people to help him as well. Really, really organize. You know, some people have a lot of time. Some people are retired. Some people have a little bit of time. It's a monumental work. 
to do in one state, much less, you know, at least all the 31 states with the Republican legislatures. So if you guys are like, Daniel, where's the action? Well, if you're knowledgeable about politics and your local legislative process and you're good at organizing and you have the time, take that energy. And I'm not rebuking you. I'm saying if I'm, I'm glad people are like, I want to act. I'm glad, that's, what, that's what I wanted. The best way to expedite that is by offering to be that team leader. You know, So you could either sign up at conaction.network, send another email saying you want to be a team leader. Tell us about yourself. Email me at dharowitz at blazemedia.com if you want to, if I could you know, sift through the volume of emails and tell me about yourself just so I know who you are, where you're coming from. I could verify you, you know, because the left is trying to infiltrate. And look, that's my starting point. If you're willing to be a team leader and we could, you know, verify who you are, I'll give you the names and you could set up your first meeting and how you want to organize the team. And then, you know, I'll always be able to advise the team, the state team leaders um, if you want my advice on on what to do, all the things we can do on election law, immigration, um, big tech, obviously COVID fascism, fascism is really the top most imminent issue. But then there's issues that just come up that we could have never thought of. Like I said before, the idea of a liberty strike force team with minimum patriots as part of it is to have the individual patriotism magnified and pulled together as a group, but as a standing committee of patriots that are able to fight at a minute's notice. So, I mean, look, if the left says, we have a bill to um, force sex change operations on everyone, I mean, that's something we could never have envisioned, and, you know, we're fighting immigration and guns and this and that, that comes up, well, you got to deal with it. Oh, whoops, I have an organization that spends $10 million on an issue that is not really in play. Well, that's what the conservative movement's all about now. This way, we'll be a, a, an all-volunteer force that will fight whatever issue needs to be done. Do whatever education, any data analysis, any activism, pressuring. And again, I'm throwing out all of the issues and strategies that we could employ. In every state, we're not going to have the time, talent, and treasure to do all of it. This is just from the realm of possibilities. So just bear with me. Bear with me. This is what needs to be done. But I could tell you if we would have had strike force teams like this in place, I could guarantee you we would have already had red states that were essentially breaking off. Maybe not officially, but unofficially, you know, you could do what you want. You could do what you want. And that's ultimately where it needs to go. There, there are some fleeting nuggets of good news and momentum in a few states with these type of aggressive actions. But, you know, it's not enough and not in enough areas. And a lot of states are like California, even though they're like Wyoming. They should be like Wyoming. And Wyoming is like California given their legislature. It's because we don't get on the playing field. But if you're like, I want, if you're in a red state and you're like, I want to get it done and you feel you have the skills to do it, I'll appoint you team leader. 
you know, or maybe we'll pull together the best ideals, maybe two or three to first get two or three people on a email chain. And then, hey, you guys wor- work out some sort of blueprint. I'll give you the rest of the names and you organize them, invite them to a group meeting and and take it from there. I could always give you the intellectual advice, legal advice to the best I can with the network of people I know to try to help in different ways. But you, I need the boots on the ground and you guys wanted the boots. In most states, we have enough people to get started. What we need is a team leader. I also have to, you know, basically organize a better website, you know, put put better information out there. Right now, we just have enough to get signups. And, you know, we do have two volunteers um, really doing a terrific job coding a new website, and uh, we're going to get that up hopefully soon. But look, you know, we could have a junky website, and still, you know, you guys could get started up. And that way, anytime any listener to this show and anyone who knows a listener to this show is like, Hey, I'm in Wyoming. I'm in Idaho. I'm in Ohio. I want to utilize my red state to actually make it red again. I want to fight on immigration. I want to push your 10 ideas that you're, that you keep banging away at. Um, how do I do that? So you could sign up and then right away, if we do have a team set up and a team leader, boom, that team leader will get the email and you'll be put in touch with the Ohio group. Um, and you say, Hey, look, here's what I'm interested in. Here's what I think I have to offer. And the team leader with his best assessment of, of his assets at his disposal will, will utilize you and you'll feel like you can do a lot. It's a lot more when you could do it locally, how we're going to divide up county issues, state issues, you know, that's going to have to be developed over time, but you first have to create a, a state team. If I just try to create a county team out of 3,000 counties, it's just going to be chaotic. It's not going to work. We're not going to get enough people in enough places. And, you know, obviously states like Texas and Florida, we're probably going to have to make regional. Maybe you have the state, the regional directors coordinate with each other over time on on issues that everyone needs to be, you know, all hands on deck for the state, but then try to, you know, pressure the state legislatures and the county commissioners in your area. You know, you take responsible for your area of operation, your East Texas, your West Texas. Um, so if you are from a large state, do try to tell us what county you're from. I know right now on the sign-up form, we only have state, but in the about, you know, the extra area where you could write about yourself, try to tell us where you're from. So that will give us and our team leader that we get a better idea of, you know, what sort of assets are at his disposal. Again, this is the best I can do. You know, I'm, I'm dealing with, I'm on the phone all day trying to, you know, make the political case, the legal case for certain issues, inform people, study issues, report on the border, report on the COVID fascism, report on the truth about masks and this and that. I only have enough hours in a day, and um, it's not like they give me a staff here. So I got to do the show. I got to do my columns. So, you know, I, I, I appreciate your energy, but you have to understand if you haven't gotten an email yet, like, we we got a lot of progress. We got signups divided by states. We're almost there. We're almost there. So if you know what it takes to be a team leader, and again, I'm not trying to dissuade you. I want you to be one, but it, it is a huge undertaking. There's one thing to join a group. There's another thing to help lead it. Um, 
And, and, and again, so you don't get burnt out. I think if you in your area could bring two or three people together with you and you'll be the committee to run the team, that could be another way to do it. Ultimately, you always need one guy that I could coordinate with. Otherwise, there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Um, but if you if you are up to that task and you understand your legislatures, you understand roughly what's going on there, maybe you'll need a little guidance from me. I'll need the information from you. Um, you have good organizational skills, and most of all, you have the time. That's always the big issue. Then... Uncle Sam wants you. <laughs> Daniel wants you. Uh, contact me, dhorowitz at blazemedia.com. That's how we're going to do this. And look, folks, iron sharpens iron, as it says in Proverbs. And, you know, one, another, well, iron sharpens iron, so too one human uh, sharpens the mind of another and the countenance of another. And I think that is really what this is all about. This problem is way too big for me. It's way too big for any of us. This is the, but but I'm just, what I'm trying to tell you is, <clears throat> I'm giving you a blueprint of where we need to get to, how and why we're not there, and some of the issue ideas and strategies pushing at a state level, how I think we can get there. Because again, the problem is that we have a civil war. We've long had it. They had a civil war in the 1800s over one issue. We have it over a 1,000 issues. You cannot preserve a country where they have rotted out the military to this point, where they believe in the, in the, ma- the emasculation, both in the military and the masks, and the COVID fascism. You can't have a, a de-civilization agenda that doesn't believe in natural law. The problem is... We don't have two sides in this country. We have two sides with people, but not two sides at a political level. We have to make it that way. We have to make the red areas be red, as red as the blue ones are blue. To do that, we're going to have to make state legislatures great again, among other things. But this is part of the big strategy it's going to take. The next four years is where we have this opportunity. Everything we need to do, whether it's elections or legislation or legislative sessions, it needs to be driven along this line. And if we do it properly, Biden's presidency could actually create this better than Trump's presidency. Because that was all a false hope of somehow trying to save the federal government. It's not going to happen. They have rotted out to the point where the military is like Hollywood. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do? You have to start anew in the areas where, and I know these areas are horrible. All 50 states are horrible now. But you got, I mean, we could just give up. But if you're going to start somewhere, I'd rather take my chances in Wyoming and Idaho than in Virginia and certainly New York and California. And that, that's what I think needs to happen. And the more Biden pushes and the more the consequences of what he does become apparent, the more it will create a market demand for, to do something in the red states. But we have to have the right people in and the standing committees to pressure. All I bring to the table is really three things. I have a national platform and some national connections to augment what you're doing and bring attention to it. 
especially when you guys could feed me information. Because I have a show, I could network people and divide them by state and coalesce a group, and that that's really the hardest thing to do. And then, you know, with whatever God gives me with my time and intellect, I could come up with strategies and ideas and push them and push them publicly, push them privately. I mean, I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm always on the phone with people. That's all I'm doing and still have to produce content. So, you know, I'm talking with whether state party leaders and state legislators and people I know all over to try to just network and push ideas and publicize ideas and get people to Trump to make proper endorsements and obviously running for office is going to be a big thing, grooming people at a local level. You know, keep in mind, let's say one of you is like, you know, I think I can run for state legislator. I think I could run for county commissioner or for school board official. Much less a bigger office, but certainly those. You know, if you have a committee of 30, 35 people from the get-go, and we didn't even start really promoting this and marketing this, um you're already starting with with a whole group of committed people to help you. So that's going to be part of it also. Focusing on the primaries, getting prepared for the primaries for 2022 of all the positions in your respective area. A map of which state legislators need to be primary. Certainly the governor is a big one. You know, you want to get involved in the federal primaries too that's that's okay too i think the state's more important but you know if you have if you think you can get out of rhino at a federal level that's 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 something so these are all the things we need to do the our liberty will be won or lost based on our success in this strategy there's nothing else and what I mean by the absence of this problem is, is, is this. If, imagine if we had a group of people banging away privately to the legislators, publicly disseminating where you can. This is what's happening. This is what we can do on immigration. This is what we can do on election law. This is what we can do on all these fiscal issues. This is what we can do on COVID fascism. Here's the harm. Here's the data. Here's what they're doing. Look at this Joe Smith you know, representative this that that says he's a conservative and is from a conservative district and he's nothing but a leftist. Boom, 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 boom. Imagine if we had all these inflection moments. The problem is we don't. We don't have that. We don't have a movement focusing on that. Really not enough in, in as many places as we can as often as we should. I, again, I don't want to discount that there's nobody anywhere with a group doing anything like this already. Of course there are. Um, But... It's that this is why, whether you're a dirtbag governor, attorney general, state legislator, county official, you're able to keep getting reelected as a Republican in a, in a, in a Trump plus 30 area because no one ever made the case against you and accentuated your weaknesses and your you know, perfidy, your betrayal. We don't do that. Let me give you a, a, case, a point and example. Wyoming. Wyoming. There are three Democrats left in the state Senate. Three. Yet that Governor Mark Gordon is a dirtbag. Utter dirtbag. 
And Chuck Gray, he's a representative from the House. He's also running for Congress against Liz Cheney. I think there's a few people. He's one of them. Um, I think he's he's really good. Spoke with him yesterday. He had an amendment he introduced on the floor to fire the current health director who implemented California-style policies in Wyoming, anti-science, inhumane, illogical, immoral, illegal, COVID fascism in the state of Wyoming that Trump carried by 40 freaking points to fire that dirtbag and to make any subsequent health director subject to the Senate confirmation, which is, you know, if they're going to be the top dog in the state to control our lives, at least have them be subjected to state uh, Senate confirmation. Okay? There are 51 Republicans, and yet only 12 of them, 12 of them voted for this. There's something wrong there. There's something wrong. Now, folks, I don't know why we barely have anyone signed up for Wyoming. It's like one of the only red states like that. So if you're from Wyoming, you know people, um, go to conaction.network. We need a Wyoming team. Um, obviously, we're going to need to support the best person against Liz Cheney. We're going to need to recruit someone. And I, there are grumblings about people running against Mark Gordon, the governor. And we need a standing committee of people to work on the state legislature and the counties to actually make Wyoming red. And um, that that's that's what we need to do. It's that simple. So anyway, that's with uh, Wyoming. I do want to get to Arizona. Um, and again, there's a lot of stuff going in a lot of states, but it's just, it's really bothering me what's going on in Arizona. It just, it drives me nuts. They're being invaded and the Republican governor and legislature, they're not doing anything about it. I mean, at least Greg Abbott is deploying Texas DPS. Why don't they deploy Arizona DPS? So this is another thing that I need strike force teams there for. Number one, they need to fund a building of the wall, at least in the areas that are being washed away with the half construction. I mean, the, the, the talking point, the press release writes itself. That's another thing. I'm trying to give you a vivid illustration of what we need these teams for. These action items. The sheriffs are all telling me they can't touch the illegals. I'm like, what do you mean you can't touch the illegals? Texas DPS does it all the time. They don't permanently lock them up, but they, they give them over to the feds, but they at least serve as a deterrent and a backstop. So there's some screwy policy in the state there that needs to be changed. Needs to be changed. They need to deploy troops there. Heck, I think we should have a crowdsourcing with other states organizing a compact to help Arizona and Texas pay for a wall and deploy troops. Now, look, ultimately, the question is going to arise, well, let's say you give them over to the feds and they just release them. Okay, but you start first start with a deterrent. Um, but again, Arizona, they, they're past their deadline when they can introduce legislation. That's nonsense. That needs to change. Um. In my humble opinion, and I will disclose that I did personally request that he do it, uh, Andy Biggs should run for governor, not Senate. I mean, it would be nice to get someone good for Senate, but my first choice is governor. And that that's going to be a very pivotal state as well. You need to hold that state, secure it, make it red again, and then secure the border. 
but it's time we pick a fight. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to develop a list of action items where states could fight back on illegal immigration. I'm sick of this notion that somehow the federal government could invade the states and states could thwart federal immigration law like the sanctuaries, but somehow you can't just simply have a defensive, you're not trying to like do anything else, just look, we're not going to have illegal aliens here. There's no reason why they shouldn't be able to make it a state crime to violate a federal law. We do this on guns. We do this on drugs. We do this all the time. Oh, Daniel, what about the court in U.S. v. Arizona with SB 1070? They said they can't do it. Well, isn't that why we work so hard to get this conservative Supreme Court? At least tee it up for them. Now, I think we should screw the courts. But, you know, even if you're going to play that game, at least pick the fight. Pass the bill. Force it and have numerous states do it and write in your briefs that the sanctuaries were able to thwart federal law. So you better believe we're going to enforce it. And you already have a Texas judge saying that Biden's violating everything. What do you want the states to do, especially as this gets worse? I think we'll have a very strong case to make. Do we have five votes in the Supreme Court? Well, that's the problem. I should be able to tell you 100 percent after all this work with Kavanaugh and Barrett and and Gorsuch that we have five votes I don't know but I don't know that we don't have them whereas before we we didn't we had Kennedy and Roberts and whatever Um, you know we got Alito and Thomas Gorsuch is very into states rights sometimes that hurts us but in this case I think you know I, I could picture him being with us I don't know you know, it, but it, but you gotta you gotta try. Th- this is the problem. This is another issue we have. Let's say you have a conservative Supreme Court ruling. The the liberal states aren't like, oh man, it's over. No, they just keep doing what they're doing. Catch me if you can. Whereas our guys will actually move the court to the right to some degree, and the whole point was to reverse the previous bad cases, and then we're like, oh, we can't do it because the court already ruled. Well, I know that, but tee up a case. So you can at least try to overturn it. So that's another thing. We need an SB 1070 type of bill. Because part of the problem now is that the best they can do is turn them over to the feds. But what do you do if the feds are part of the scam and they, they'll release them? So then you have to make it a state crime. Now, again, my goal is not to have states spend trillions of dollars on incarcerating the world's population. But two things. Number one, it's better that they're you're paying for them in jail and paying for them in the social services, on the streets, the hospitals, the schools, and all that, and the crime. And number two is, I don't think, I don't think you're going to have to actually do much of it. If you actually had 10 states push bills that the media promotes as rounding up illegals, even though it really doesn't do that, this is where the bark is actually better than the bite. It's actually good because perception's reality and the I mean the smugglers they're literally they're telling them what to do. Look, you you cross like this or in this place you'll be t- title 42, but in this place you won't. So they'll know from that. Again, we can't save the union, we can't save the blue states, but at least in the red states we should make them clean of all these problems. So demagnetize them. They should have e-verify bills. Um, really go after identity theft. Start going after it. So that's that's another pet problem.
project of mine. Um, look, I mean, you know, you're starting to see some pushback, but the problem is it's it's too late in most states to introduce legislation. We got to work on that. And certainly I could promise for next year's session, we'll really have robust teams in every state to, we'll have a list of 15 issues and strategies of how to push them. And, you know, we're really going to hit the ground running. Um, you know, look, ideally they'd be in session all the time. We got to change that. But, um, you know, this, this is the thing. I just want to tell you how, in my state of Maryland, Lockdown Larry finally relented on the schools, a number of things. Of course, he's obsessed with mass. And all the hardcore blue jurisdictions in Maryland were like, screw you. We're not doing that. <laughs> like, everyone always looks at me, Daniel, could we do this? When, it, when it's the right thing to do, it's the constitutional thing to do. It's the lawful thing to do. You're fighting back against their unconstitutional grabs. Everyone's like, there's nothing we can do. They'll have a dinky little county, and that will be their private fiefdom. So why don't we, like certainly in red counties within red states, much less red counties in blue states, we should be able to push all this stuff. And again, this is what we need the strike force teams for, to push at a state and county level. To end off with some good news, you know, in Oklahoma, my buddy Jay Stagel, the head of the state's rights committee, he actually is pushing a resolution on H.R. 1. Now, I don't think that bill is going to pass. You know, this is the bill to basically codify illegals voting, non-citizens voting, people under 18 voting, fraudulent voters voting, you know, everything they want. They're like, we're not going to do this in Oklahoma. It's a resolution um, that he just introduced. This is the type of stuff we need. And look, Oklahoma just passed one of my ideas. You have this in a couple of states, a bill to protect motorists who are surrounded by BLM if they have to step on the gas pedal. It's a very important bill. So look, it's starting. But I just want to give you a flavor of what we can do with all these super majorities. But we need boots on, on the ground. Look, it's hard to ask you to sign up when I know it takes time to organize these teams. But again, if you're a team leader, stand up. But remember... We can no longer preserve the union. There's nothing to preserve. It's already collapsed. The question is, is every state going to go down the toilet, go down that drain, or could we salvage some? And that's that's all we can do. That's all I got for you folks. So it's been a very productive week as always. Like I said, I'm going to work on the ConAction Network project over the weekend a little bit. Give me some time. We'll get this set up. Thanks for your help. Thanks for signing up. Thanks for being a listener. Thanks for spreading this show everywhere you go. Make sure to give us a five-star review at iTunes. Have a terrific weekend. May God be with all of us. And thank you so much for listening.